When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Bizarre Conspiracies. My name is Eric Patino and uh, with me today is... Conrad Toll. So we have a bit of a different episode. I don't think we've ever talked about biblical prophecy before on the podcast, but today we're going to be talking about Babylon, Mystery Babylon, uh, what 666 really is, or at least what our opinions are, and who might the Antichrist be? That is certainly a lot to, co- to cover. Uh, it's Yeah, it's a broad spectrum of a topic. I do say so myself. So I guess we should start uh, in somewhat order and talk about just Babylon. So um, so there's Babylon and there's Mystery Babylon, which uh, by the title means, who is the next Babylon? And why does it sound like it's a bad thing? Well, Babylon, in its origins, right, has a story of two angels that were sent down to teach the people of Babylon magic, but not just any magic, black magic. So the origins of, ma- of magic go all the way back to Babylon. And from what we know about history, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe Babylon was one of the first complex civilizations ever. Like, they were the first massive city. I think that's that's probably a, a good uh, a good assertion. So it was... I think the the first great nation uh, most people point to is Assyria uh, because it it arose in the uh, the cradle of civilization, as they say, mm-hmm. and it was you know the first dominant power. Assyria was feared by many, including Egypt. Their chariots were well known to um, all all that opposed them uh, because they discovered the great and powerful weapon known as iron and their iron weapons were <laughs> the the bane of many uh, then uh, one of their uh, one of the Assyrians uh, I suppose regions rose up against them this city uh, known as Babylon <laughs> and from that rose uh, the nation of Babylon and I believe it eventually ca- conquered all of uh, all of Assyria and then later Babylon itself was then conquered by the nation of Persia, which then was conquered by the nation of Greece, which then broke apart and then was later conquered by the nation of Rome. So, yeah, <laughs> that's generally yeah. the overview of Babylon. Now, Babylon was a very wealthy nation. Uh, Syria was a uh, a well-known nation uh, due to its military might, but Babylon was known for being not only for its military might, and I think that they had famous archers, the Babylonians. Um, mm. But they were uh, had a they weren't as the, famous as Genghis Khan. I can tell you that. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> my God, but, that guy was ruthless, and he had some really good. But anyways, but unlike uh, Assyria, they built many. Uh, big cities like uh oh yeah Assyria didn't have quite the construction and the uh, temples and the i think they called them ziggurats or something like that in babylon the the massive towers that had a it was like a, a raised temple where you had to go up many many layers to get to the top and then there was the the hanging gardens of babylon one of the seven ancient wonders of the world uh, which I think there's like a lot of different arguments over what the hanging gardens were, but they they were technic they were a great feat of technological advance at the time, uh, where they were self irrigating uh, tiered gardens, I believe. Where so yeah, very wealthy as compared to the Assyrians, where they built all these great monuments and these cities with high double walls. Babylon had a uh, very strong wall. I don't think that they're. Uh, I would say 
from my limited knowledge of history, it had uh, the first great walled city where it was double walled, where it had, you know, a wall. And then just in case the first wall was a fail, they had a second wall and they had uh, uh, water canals and that sort of thing that went through the city. Very well engineered, but not too well engineered because it actually was their weakness was uh, their water canals militarily wise. Anyway, <laughs> that's Babylon. Yeah, it's Babylon. And uh, <clears throat> so a lot of people, when they think about Babylon, right, they, they they probably have heard a few names. So one of the names you've probably heard, it's one of the most famous, is probably Nimrod, right? Because Nimrod was around the time where he had constructed the Tower of Babel. And it was this, uh, the, the most infamous tower, right? Cause it was destroyed by God and divided the people and caused them confused, uh, confusion and, and created language that way, according to the Bible. Yeah. Because Nimrod, uh, built the Tower of Babel to evade, uh, another, uh, flood on the earth and wanted to act revenge on God. Cause he, he wanted to be tall enough to like actually reach the heavens. And that's when he was like, nope. And he just, mited with uh, lightning or whatever it was <laughs> yeah i think if you i think if you read the uh, the actual text he there was like something else though um point up my electronic bible here bam, bam, bam. probably would be early on right <laughs> early on uh, yeah in the bible oh it's one of the- i actually have no idea <laughs> I mean, that that's one of the famous people I can think of, right? Uh, besides, like, Nebuchadnezzar. I don't know if... Was Nimrod a Babylonian? Uh, yeah, and then there was Nebuchadnezzar, which he's famous for... I think there was multiple Nebuchadnezzars, like Nebuchadnezzar the first, second, and third, and that sort of thing, right? Right, right. right. And I think the most famous one of them, who built the Hanging Gardens, went insane for a period of time. Right, that was the, that was the last Nebuchadnezzar. Um, which we'll get into in a little bit here, because he actually comes up a little bit later when it has to do with Babylon and Mystery Babylon. But, so, okay, Nimrod, everybody knows Nimrod to a certain extent. Um, but he had a wife, and his wife was named Semiramis. And so, oh, according, yeah. so according to legend, Semiramis became pregnant after having an affair while still married to Nimrod. At I the same that time, she was, uh, Nimrod's sister as well. Uh, I, I tried to find out if they were related actually, and I couldn't find anything. Oh. But, but here's the thing though. She had an affair while she was still married to Nimrod. And at the same time, Nimrod dies a violent and untimely death. Okay. Then Semiramis makes a claim that Nimrod had been resurrected as a god of the sun. And as the sun god, he used his son Rays to impregnate her with a child, whose name was Tammuz, which Semiramis also claimed that he was the reincarnated Nimrod, thus making her Nimrod's wife and mother. <laughs> Crazy Babylonian times, right? But this, because of this, this is what led to sun worshipping and early paganism. Keep that in mind. Remember that. Um, so I know I, I, I like to verify a lot of things for people. So, um, one of the things that kept popping up on Google was, where's Babylon? Where's Babylon located? It's Mesopotamia, people. And that's, that's, that's Iraq. Uh, yeah, Iraq, not Iran. Iraq. Um, and they had, you know, grand statues of gods and huge buildings. Uh, I think they even had one building made of gold. They uh, certainly had a couple of rooms made of gold for uh, Nebuchadnezzar. But they had uh, their own laws. They actually had uh, divorce laws in, Bab- in Babylon. Did you know that, Conrad? Uh, no. They, this was the first civilization to create a divorce law, which it, it's... It's really crazy uh, how how far, you know, this goes back. But anyways, they are essentially godless people. They're barbarians. They actually ate raw meat all the time. Unclean meat, right? And so, uh, like Conrad said uh, earlier, Babylon was the kingdom that had the power. And then it was conquered by Persia. Medo-Persia, to be exact. And then Persia was conquered by Greece. 
and then Greece was conquered by Rome, and then who conquered Rome? We're going to get into that a little bit later. But interesting to note here is that every single one of those kingdoms were also pagan. So let's get into Rome a little bit here because it's going to bleed into Babylon. So when Rome was in power, church and state was as one, meaning uh, there was no real definitive separation of church and the state of Rome. Uh, right. Constantine, in fact, yeah, Constantine made Christianity the religion of Rome and actually gave power to the Pope. 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 Yeah. Pope. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, um, even before the um, Constantine, the idea was that the um, a lot of the uh, Caesars, Roman uh, Caesars, uh, would claim to be uh, demigods, and that they themselves, uh, uh, people would uh, would have to declare that Caesar is God. So, which Caesar? Uh, there was many uh, different ones that claimed to be God, but I think Nero <laughs> was the most famous uh, one. Of Nero, course. yeah, and not little Caesar. Uh, <laughs> You know, so, certainly the god they're, of pizza. They're 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 just too dirty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not not cleanly enough for godliness. There, I don't know. Their their lunch bus rules are pretty holy, in my opinion. <laughs> but anyways, um, but yeah, they they had a weird thing of blending uh, the old pagan ways with the new Christian ways, um, with like statues that they already had and some practices. And a couple of those statues were actually Jupiter. So Jupiter was one statue that they had previously and that they renamed to Peter when they brought in uh, Christianity. Uh, Hermes was changed to Christ the Good Shepherd and Madonna of Brigus became the Virgin Mary and Jesus. So just, just to name a few, because uh, I think we talked about this, what was it, the Halloween special? Right, uh-huh. where, where pagans uh, were overthrown by um, a new religion, and then that new religion kind of just used what they had and renamed it. Yes, yes. We, we talked about that also in uh, our uh, Christmas special and our Easter special. <laughs> ah, that's right, Easter. You know, Tibisaurus never disappoints. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, for those unaware, um, if, you, if you really like this, uh, I would highly recommend checking out the... Uh, YouTube channel Tibosaurus Rex. <laughs> yes. But, although I will say I didn't get any of this from Tibosaurus, although he probably has a lot of the same stuff I'm talking about. I but, think so. <laughs> I mean, he has to, right? He does. <laughs> um, this is also the time, right? Because remember I said they took the practices as well. Mm-hmm. This is also the time they implemented the sun worship. Remember when I told you the sun worship started in Babylon? Yes. And it was the start of paganism. Well, the Romans even adapted the worship of the sun on the day of the sun, which was Sunday. And instead of using the the Bible's Sabbath day, which was Saturday, they used Sunday as church day. But it it wouldn't be for another couple of hundred, maybe maybe a thousand years that they actually, um, the Pope actually uh, made it. Uh, what, what's that Pope thing called? They have this... They have their own law book where they <laughs> points a couple of days where they did some significant changes to their religion. I can't remember what uh, it's called. Diet, uh, diet of Worms? Uh, um, I, I, I can't remember. If, if I remember, I'll put it in the show notes or something. But um, let me see. Have I missed anything? I'm going to kind of fast here. Did I miss any particular event? I don't know. Let's just keep going. Uh, So... Daniel from the Bible was given a vision and a vision of four beasts from the sea. So the first one, the first beast was the lion with wings who has a man's heart and who stood up like a man. That was the description of the first beast. Now, uh, I think for those who don't know, Daniel, I believe, was a captive of the Babylonians in the Bible, right? Yes, he he was, yeah. Uh, During Nebuchadnezzar. And... What were you saying about Nebuchadnezzar going a little bit nuts? Uh, he went crazy and thought that he was a cow and would graze in the pasture. Right. So he he started walking around like an animal, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting to know that the first beast says he has a man's heart and he stands up like a man, but he's a lion with wings. Now, in Babylonian culture, there's a lot of uh, symbolism and pictographs 
that Babylonians used uh, animals with wings a lot. Mm-hmm. They loved wings. And I believe the, the lion with wings has a name. I think that's the griffin, isn't it? Yeah, it's the griffin. And so a very popular belief is that the first beast that, that Daniel saw the vision of is actually the beast of, uh, it's Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar. It's the first beast. Well, what were the other ones? The other one was, the second beast was a bear with three ribs in his mouth. Now, this is going in order, right? Yes. The second beast, who do you think the second beast is? Um. It's obviously, obviously some, some, something that destroyed something else, because he has three ribs in his mouth. It's a symbolism. And if a beast is a kingdom, what yeah. would the second beast be? Uh, okay. So, if... <laughs> so we've got the the lion with the wings, and then we have the bear with the ribs, and then the next beast. So we've gone. The third beast is a leopard. No, it's a leopard oh. with four heads and four wings. Oh, okay. And then I'll go ahead and say what the fourth one is. The fourth beast uh, has ten horns and iron teeth with, or yeah, with uh, iron teeth, and on the head of the beast. A little horn comes up and destroys the first three horns. So before we get into that, we need to find out who the second beast is. The bear with the three ribs in his mouth. So <clears throat> it's interesting to note that Persian Empire had a lot of uh, symbols with bears. Did these bears happen to be red and have hammers and sickles? I, I actually do believe so, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So the second beast is uh, what I believe and a lot of other people believe is uh, Persia. It's the second second beast, right? Mm-hmm. So then the third beast is widely believed to, to be Greece. Leopard with four heads and four wings. And the thing is, um, after the, the Greek Empire fell, because it was not directly conquered by Rome, it fell into four parts after the death of Alexander the Great. So, if you were to represent uh, a beast with four heads, that would be if a one nation with four leaders. It's interesting how it lines up with history, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and uh, when you get uh, okay, just go on, go on. But I have <laughs> another theory that lines up okay. just with this. I know you think it's all Bill Gates. <laughs> Um, the fourth beast, let me just say it again. The fourth beast was a beast with ten horns and iron teeth. And on the head of the beast, a little horn came up and destroyed the first three horns. Now, that's not the direct quote. I think the direct quote was uh, it uprooted the first three horns. But essentially, it's the same thing, right? <clears throat> iron teeth. Um, so the fourth beast had ten horns and iron teeth. It's interesting to note uh, <clears throat> that... Who used uh, iron the most during battle? They love their iron spears. I mean, you could say probably a lot of... Well, it wasn't the Greeks. The Greeks did not use very many iron. Um, I don't think that the Babylonians used iron all that much. The Assyrians sort of used iron, but iron was a luxury even among them. They had black iron. Right, right. So... It was a luxury. So Rome used a lot of iron. <laughs> yeah. Everything that the Romans used with iron, they had uh, iron. They they had the first professional army. Like yes. they were the they were the first metal army. Before them, like the the Greeks, they would have groups among them that were professional warriors, but they did not have their whole army as being a professional army. Like you would have a Greek phalanx, and then you would have the Greek cavalry. And these two groups would be like maybe a quarter of the army combined. However, they would be the most powerful unit in the entire army. And then you would have a lot of, I suppose, muscle that would just go with it. The mm-hmm. the, the skirmishers. The, right, right. Uh, the farmers the, and all that. Yeah, the, the non-professional army, the, right, the draftees, right. the conscripts, the, the fodder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the uh, the husbands, the sons, the children, and yeah. they did use children sometimes. Uh, another example of this would be the um, the Persian immortals. Uh, Darius, uh, King Darius, his immortals legion is what he called it, always had 1,000 soldiers 
of high trained professionalism when one when one would die it would be replaced with another making it the immortal legion that never died it was a standing army and it was a big deal because no one really had had a big standing professional army before that the greeks kind of they had their but the, the, that wasn't a professional army they were honor bound soldiers who would perfect themselves it wasn't like they were hired so the greek would all the greeks would always have their professional soldiers but they weren't like constantly employed by the state then the romans come along and they have their constantly all professional soldier army they had you know no green recruits everybody had been trained had gone through uh some sort of a boot camp everyone had their own iron gear their own iron armor their own iron shield they all walked together as one they all had their leaders they all had their helmets they all had their swords and they all had their spears everything was iron so that's why they were so successful and they were lethal very so so if the fourth beast is Rome, what is the Ten Horns? Well, <clears throat> I am going to tell you, but we are coming up on a break. So I think I'll save that for after the break along with the um, uh, the rest of it because uh, this, this, this is where it starts to get interesting. Uh, if it's not already for you, which it, the whole thing is very interesting to me. I fell into like a week of just nothing but consuming all this information. <laughs> it so. is quite, quite the uh, interesting journey. Yeah, yeah. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And we're back from the break. So uh, I believe you have something, Conrad. Yes. So uh, the another uh, there was another th- um, prophecy in the Bible that was very very similar to that one. Yeah. Also given by David. It's like um, I think part two, <laughs> same thing, but um, I, I suppose reaffirmed. So this one's a little different because not only does it um, not only does it have uh, metaphors for the different nations it also then in the bible has an explanation for the the vision as well so the vision uh goes like this uh (laughs) if i can find it all right all right all right so a great image whose brightness and excellence stood before the and the form thereof was terrible. Its head was of gold. Its breast and arms were of silver. Its belly and thighs were of brass. Its legs were of iron. And its feet were iron and clay. And Wasn't it then, potter's clay, to be exact? Uh, I, I, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know the difference. I want to say, say it's potter's clay, but... Okay. And then uh, a, a stone, which was cut out, that was cut without hands, meaning a, just a big boulder, uncut boulder, came and smashed the image uh, that were, and smashed, the, and smashed the image upon his feet that were iron and clay and broke them into pieces. And then was the iron and cl- uh, the clay and the brass and the silver and the gold broke into pieces and became like chaff. And the wind carried them away and nothing was found for them. Um... That's the the envision and the interpretation is like this. Uh, it, it's given to the king of Babylon and it says, uh, after thee will rise other uh, kingdoms inferior to thee, another kingdom, which is brass because uh, his, his kingdom was gold. And after your kingdom will be the brass kingdom. And then after that king shall be a uh, fourth kingdom, which will be as strong as iron and shall subdue all things as iron breaketh thee it shall break uh, uh, into pieces and bruise and where you saw the feet and toes uh, part of the potter's clay and part iron <laughs> so yeah uh, the, uh, the kingdom shall be divided but there shall be strength in the iron for as much as you see iron mixed with uh, clay and the toes uh, will be part iron and clay. And it goes on to say in complex way that iron does not stick well with clay and shall break apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, and then a rock shall come and break him up, and there shall be nothing to be found. So, and then the rock will remain. So, uh, that's the end of the vision. So it's generally assumed. That the, the gold head is Babylon. That's, that's explained. Then the mm-hmm. kingdom that comes after it 
would be silver, which would be Persia, weaker uh, than Babylon, which you could say that Persia was stronger in in theory, uh, but it wasn't as rich as Babylon. Mm-hmm. And then uh, comes bronze, uh, Greece, and then after that, the Iron Lakes, uh, which would be Rome. Mm-hmm. But then the Iron Sheldon, as the legs go down to the end, as time progresses, it becomes the clay and the iron, which, uh, you know, the Roman Empire split into two different things, the East and the West, because the clay and the iron does not bond well together. And then the the rock came, the the crude barbaric rock came and smashed everything into little bitty pieces, and nothing was found after. Interesting. <clears throat> so, and anyone knows the fall of the Roman Empire because there was the strong part and the weak part. The strong part would have been the Holy Roman Empire, right? Because the Western Rome crumbled and fell quickly. But the Eastern part under Constantinople changed the capital to what is now Istanbul, uh, but called it Constantinople and was the capital of Eastern um, Rome, lasted well into the um, Middle Ages, mm-hmm. I think. I think until right around the the time of the Crusades, mm-hmm. so, and then something came and smushed it up. <laughs> something indeed came. Well, <clears throat> I got a little more information. So remember, I told you that the fourth one had horns, uh, yes. ten horns to be exact, and we know that the fourth beast is uh, referred to as Rome. So what are the ten horns? Well, I actually uh, found this website where they actually listed ten tribes that came out of Rome when it was um, being divided. Yes. And so one of them was the... Well, I'm going to mention all of them here, but I'm going to tell you exactly who they are. Um, Alamanian? Is it right? Almani? Almani. Elmani. I don't know how to say that. (laughs) Almani, whatever. They are what's now uh, the Germans, right? So you got the uh, Burgundians, which is the Swiss. You got the Franks, which are, uh, the French. Lombards, the Italians, the Saxons, the English. Um, Suvi, Portuguese. Visigoths, Span- uh, Spanish. And then the last three are actually extinct because you can't really pinpoint their origin and you don't know where they went to. Well, maybe you well, do, Connor. The, uh, so you the got the uh, the Ostrogoths, yeah, the Vandals, and the Hiruli, Hiruli, Hiruli. Uh, not not sure, but I do know that the the Vandals um, were cons- considered. Um, that's where you know we get the word vandalism because <laughs> the they were known for sacking cities. They they went to the Greek um, part of Rome. And they they sacked all of the Greek cities, but they didn't have their own extinct like uh, area that they stayed in, right? Like the Germans, right. the Swiss. The f- so, I think that they were conquered then by the Huns and never reformed after that. Interesting, but it is still interesting to know that three of them did not last, just like the prophecy says and a little horn came out and destroyed three horns would that have been the huns because that would be a mean little bitty hun right with an iron horn (laughs) a small iron horn uh i don't believe it was the huns because the little horn is actually get ready for this connor well you already know because i told you yeah you remember but uh, (laughs) it's the vatican it's the roman catholic church as the little horn no, a lot of people are going to be mad and say, you're talking bad about my religion. Um, yeah, I am, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. So Daniel 725, 725, I said that too fast, uh, showed us that the little horn's power tried to change God's law. We do not know exactly how that happened. We do not. We do know that the Roman Catholic Church changed the seventh day Sabbath to Sunday, like I mentioned earlier. And there's a few other things that they've changed as well. Oh, there's a lot of things they changed. Um, but so out of the ten kingdoms, the little horn, the little, the Roman Catholic Church emerged, which claimed authority over civil and religious power. 
when they Would became you be their surprised own nation. To hear that the the Huns actually came to an agreement with the the Vatican not to sack Rome. Okay, you're gonna have to tell me who the Huns are. So they were a group from the Balkans area, um, I suppose Russia, and they crossed over um, the uh, over all of. They were a sweeping horde, practically, led by Attila the Hun. And he defeated and conquered and pillaged and burned everything that he came across as he moved his way across Europe. And he sacked his alt way all the way to Rome, uh, where, whereupon uh, he met with the Pope, and the Pope made an agreement with him. The agreement's unknown what it was. Um, I believe that he... I think there's theories that he was to be married to uh, some some uh, princess of some sort as in return for not sacking the Rome uh, city of mm-hmm. Rome. And he went off to party that night and actually drowned in a nosebleed. Okay. And that was the end of the Huns. Where uh, where exactly were the Huns from, though? I I don't know, but I I, I can. Google it. <laughs> sounds sounds very like Nordic. Uh, I think it was Russian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those Russians! Uh, they were a nomadic tribe present in the fifth and fourth and fifth century. Their origin is unknown. Uh, they come um, most likely. They came somewhere from the eastern red uh, edge of the okay, uh, roughly the area of Kakistan. So that's closer to China, which explains why they're in the the movie Mulan. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Mulan? Unfortunately, I have. Yeah, the bad guys in that one are the Huns, too. So, yeah. I never paid attention. I just watched it because my wife likes Disney movies. So I was like, yeah, sure. I think I actually fell asleep. uh, In the time that it would take the Huns to become one of the primary... In time, uh, the uh, Huns became one of the primary... Contributors to the fall of the Roman Empire, as their invasions of the regions of the empire were particularly brutal and encouraged what is known as the Great Migration, uh, which the people of Rome decided, hey, uh, let's not be in Rome anymore and go somewhere else, as tribes left Rome. Uh, Yeah, the Visigoths were driven into uh, Roman territory as they ran from the Huns. (laughs) <laughs> it's like attacking uh, the Visigoths, which w- were known to sack Rome. It's like, why are you here? Why are you sacking us? We're running from those who sack and pillage more than we do. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, under Attila the Hun, they became the most powerful, most filled, uh, feared military in the in the um, world at the time. After Attila's death, his sons fought over uh, the what was left uh, for supremacy and squandered resources in the empire fell apart within 10 years, oh, within 20 years, sorry, of Attila's death. It's interesting how one nosebleed can change the course of history. Would you say that the Huns did God's work then? You know, they were called the scourge of God. Did you know that? Did that they what? Yeah, yeah. No. Um, if you, uh, let me, let me Google this. Scourge of God. Bum, bum, bum. Can, the scourge of God can be referred to as Attila the Hun, who is known by this name. A general epithet uh, for any disaster afflicting a nation because of sin. So there is a few others that have fallen under the name of scourge of uh, God, such as the Black, uh, the Black Death or the Bubonic Plague. Uh, Genghis Khan... Um, and most recently COVID-19 I I would love to talk about Genghis Khan one day because I think he's just so cool yeah and the thing is Genghis Khan is almost just as cool as him so like wait (laughs) almost cool as what? yeah so there's Kublai Khan Uh, you know Kublai Khan is Genghis Khan's grandson and the two of them like so once Genghis Khan's two uh was it his eldest son and his youngest son fought and uh-huh. s- and separated? That's pretty much when I stopped. <laughs> oh. Well, then there's there's uh, the grandson of Genghis Khan, Kublai Khan, 
actually grew the empire larger than Genghis Khan did. He really was a, a great That's success. saying something. Yeah. <laughs> So. That's insane. But anyways, let's get let's get back to this. <laughs> we can talk about Genghis Khan later. Um, yeah, right now we're talking about the scourge of God. <laughs> the the Huns. Uh, they. I need to do more research about the Huns. So it yeah, sound fascinating. But uh, Daniel seven eight and there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking blasphemous words. So this is saying that uh, the little horn has uh, the eyes and mouth of a man, and he's talking blasphemous things that are against God, right? Mm-hmm. The office of the papacy, and when I say papacy, people don't. Some people don't realize I'm talking about the Catholic Church, but they're called the papacy. But yes. the office of the papacy acts and speaks for the whole body. The Pope speaks blasphemous words proclaiming to be God and to be Jesus Christ here on earth and that salvation is only through the Roman Catholic Church. Interesting. Uh, Pope Pius, believe the ninth, said, I alone am the successor to the apostles, the vicar of Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. John Paul II said, don't go to God uh, for forgiveness of sins. Come to me. And he said that December 12th, 1984. So that alone gives it, me, uh, uh, yeah, that alone tells me, yeah, the Catholic Church is the, is the fourth, is the little horn on the fourth piece that's the Antichrist. And to take this one step further, I got a even more controversial thing. Well, maybe not more controversial, but you know, uh, Mother Mary, right? Yes. How much emphasis does the Bible put? on Mary in the Bible after Jesus is born like how much more emphasis is left on Mary uh not a whole lot I didn't think practically none at all there are a few other cases but uh, and as it goes on more and more Jesus starts to rebuke um his own mother because she doesn't want him doing the stuff that he does she thinks uh, you're acting crazy <laughs> um I think that um anyway but if you look at Catholic uh, teachings today... Is that why they pray to Mary? Well, what were you saying earlier about the first pagan country? And um, what, what, what was the um, significance there of the wife or mother of God? Of uh, Sammy Ramus? Yeah. And wait, when somebody says mother of God today, who are they referring to? Hmm. Uh, Mary, right? So if the Catholic Church is replacing the Sun God's Day, uh-huh. and then they're replacing the Mother of God, hmm, <laughs> hmm, would that make the Catholic Church the new paganism? Well, yes, of course. So yeah, and I, I never did get why the Catholics pray to the Virgin Mary. Well, I mean, the, they they pray to the Virgin Mary. They pray to all the all the saints. Yes. Do they ever actually pray to God? They, I've never, um, sorry, I have ginger in my mouth, <laughs> but I've never heard of a Catholic praying to God. I've heard of a few, but, but, it, but it's a lot normally, of them like to pray through a saint. Right. Well, see, they have saints that do particular things, right? Right. Kind of like the Greek and Roman gods. Like the Greek and Romans. Exactly. And when they do ask for forgiveness, where do they go to? They don't pray. They go confess to a priest who uh, uh, cleanses their sins or whatever, right? He says, say two Hail Marys yes. and be on your way. Yes. They give them a, a, a bracelet with a bunch of beads on it. And you say the... Um the Virgin Mary's, uh, the, the Hail Mary, and then you move the bead over and you do that until you've moved all the beads across the necklace or a bracelet or whatever it is, right? Now, have you ever heard a Hail Mary in its entirety? I have not. Uh, you need to watch The Godfather, because... Well, I told you the- why I haven't watched The Godfather yet. Oh. Because I'm, I'm waiting for to find the original release, not the remastered. That's right. That's right. But yeah, the, it's... Um, it's definitely a prayer to um, Mary. So if you're going for forgiveness and you're praying nothing but the uh, 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 
a Hail Mary, then you're not praying to God for forgiveness. You're praying to the Virgin Mary. Hmm. It's also interesting to know that in, I would call, normal Christianity, right? The only person who refers to the Father is God, right? Yes. That's the Father. That's the Holy Father. In Catholic Catholicism or whatever, Father is the priest. Yes. And then there's the Holy Father, which would be the Pope. And uh, I know we've mentioned this one time on the podcast, but we were talking about something completely different. But we had mentioned that in the Vatican, in a room, uh, like somewhere down in one of the basements or something, they actually have a picture of Satan. There's a lot of weird things in the Vatican. Um, I should probably do a show just on what... (laughs) There is in the Vatican, actually, but look, if you're Catholic, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm half sorry. I, uh, I, I, I hope you don't take this as, uh, us, like, just scolding your religion, but we're not the ones who invented this theory. Uh, we didn't even come up with half of this. Yeah, this is nothing new. This has been around for quite a long time. And so, sorry, bud, pick a better religion, I guess. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of Catholics that actually found out a lot of what we're talking about and, like, converted to something else. Uh, and there's a lot of Catholics who didn't, and there was one of them, and he took, a bunch of things that he had issues with and he wrote them down on a piece of paper and he took that piece of paper and he nailed it to a door. You know what his name is? Martin Luther. (laughs) Okay. Have you ever heard of Martin Luther in his 99th thesis or something like that? Or his 90th thesis? No, I haven't. Oh. Oh. Well, he's considered the founder of Protestants. Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. So... (laughs) <laughs> I, I didn't uh, I didn't dive into the history of the Pentecostal and Protestants but okay so I want to read to you from a chapter of the Bible <laughs> this one's, is, is one of my favorite um, little things that I found um, about the Catholics um, and this is in Luke no no this is Matthew 6 chapter 6 it's w- right before the uh, the Lord's Prayer and Jesus is teaching them how to pray and he says in verse 5 and when thou prayest Thou shalt not be like the hypocrites, for they are uh, they they love to stand and pray in the synagogues in the corners of the street, so they may be seen. Uh, but uh, when you pray, you pray in your closet and you shut in door in secret. And but when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do. So this is different. Like the first one is like don't pray like the hypocrites out in the public, and then don't pray like the heathens who pray in repetition. So what's the difference between a hypocrite and a heathen? I don't know what. So a hypocrite is one of one religion who doesn't do what that religion says but claims to be of that religion. Okay. A pagan, a heathen, is someone of a different religion. So the Catholic Church. (laughs) uh, For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Uh, Being therefore uh, not like them, be not ye therefore like unto them. Okay. Uh, after this manner, then you pray, and then he gives the prayer that everyone re- prays in repetition. <laughs> you know, uh, our Father that art in heaven, that will be thy name. The kingdom come, they will be done as it is on earth as it is in heaven. You know, that prayer. Right. Uh, I think it's hilarious that he's like, okay, here's what we do. We're not going to pray in repetition. But when you pray, pray something similar to like this. <laughs> like he gives a – he gives a um, – a template, and then everybody prays the template in repetition. He's like, oh, <laughs> I guess you didn't read. Let's do- <laughs> so, yeah, you know this got to be frustrating, right? Interesting. I'm sure he's up there going, not again. So, what do these people learn? I told you, do not pray out in public like a uh, like somebody who's trying to get attention, and do not pray in repetition. Okay, that being said, here's how you pray. No, don't repeat it. <laughs> you know, it's probably, I wonder if it's like he's got email and <laughs> everybody's like spamming him and he's like, dude, this is not what I wanted. I deliberately Man, told yeah, you not probably. to spam me. So there you go, people. Um, the fourth beast and the little horn is Rome and the papacy. So again, not really judging you or your religion. I'm just saying what I found and what a lot of people believe. But there's more to it. There's a lot more to it. Um, there is yet another beast in Revelation. Did you know that? Con- yes. Though there's the the um so there's the 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 dragon, the serpent, right? <clears throat> Well, well, the, like the mega beast or whatever, right? But there's, there's actually... Even another? 
there's there's one more beast. It's Revelation 13, 11, and it says, And I beheld another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake like a dragon. Now, I always imagine that a dragon would speak a little bit like a, I don't know, a rock, a rock singer, kind of like he has, I don't know, gargling rocks. <laughs> uh, a metal a metal singer. He's, he talks like a metal singer sings. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so... <clears throat> This is where the mystery Babylon comes in. Uh, this new beast or this new kingdom, which we found out from the past, uh, all these beasts ended up being... Yeah, uh, so. and unlike the other ones, which were like part of the same thing and built upon each other like the statue. Right, right. Well, this is completely separate. So... This is one that emerged out of the earth. It was uh, a grassroots organization, so to speak. <laughs> Uh, essentially. So what you had with this one was it got its power, um, from, from, I would say the old world, right? Because it got its power from, from the, uh, the other, the, the little horn, right? The papacy. Now, when, when you think back and you, and you, you know, you, you read history and you see, see, uh, everything that happened in Europe, how that turned out and Catholic Church and Vatican and all that. What's the only new superpower in the world right now? Like the main superpower. Well, um, you, you trying to get three letters out of me, USA? <laughs> Yeah, the USA, America, America. So, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I always imagine that the Canadians hate us every time we say America, so referring to us. Because they're like, no, we're Americans too, just North Americans. You know, they're not even like in history or in prophecy, so who cares about the Canadians, right? They have no future. Yeah, I no, I'm just kidding. I love you Canadians. <laughs> unfortunately, they're time to shine. In my study of history, the most Canadians are mentioned is in World War One, And everybody knows World War One is overshadowed by <laughs> World War Two. So like, <laughs> the Canadians' limelight was in the Great War. And the Great War is completely forgotten. You know what, Canada? I still love you. You make terrific donuts. I will never forget Wait, that. They make donuts? Are they, they honey flavored? Oh, no, no, maple. maple flavored. Maple flavored. Yeah, it's so weird. They they love donuts so much, but it's an American invention. Donuts are an American invention. Well, it figures. <laughs> <laughs> It'll kill you in about twenty donuts. So yeah, it's American. But anyways, Mystery Babylon is America, and so there's a lot of clues that give it away. Uh, I can go into a lot of it, but we're kind of like deep into time here, so I'm just gonna go through it quickly. So. Uh, mystery is used 22 times in the Bible and only used in prophecy. Here is the main, uh, I guess, uh, scripture, uh, chapter, uh, text about it. So it's Revelation 17, 5, and it goes, And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, uh, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Well, I mean, have you seen American TV recently? <laughs> yes. Um, but it's, it's also interesting to note that America leads, uh, uh, like, uh, sales, uh, in porn over any <laughs> other country. <laughs> Wait, so production wise, like the, the most amount of it's produced? We produce the most amount of porn and we sell the most amount of porn. You know, I, I imagine, you know, since this is the beginning of the digital age, right? And, this is this is the first time where we actually have productions of films that will last forever. Like used to back in the day when they would create something or they'd have a play or that sort of thing, it would be forgotten over time because you couldn't record thing in a video format. This is like so yeah. Do you ima imagine in like 500 years they're still going to have all of the stuff that we've made? <clears throat> <laughs> Yep, yep. Wouldn't it be interesting if, like, someone from maybe 200 years looked back and watched some vintage porn? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, that might that might be considered weird in in the future. Be like, no, 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 can't watch anything that's more than 20 years old. It just gets weird after that. I'm tired of virtual porn. I'm going to go back to the old school porn. No, don't do that. Those are all grannies now. <laughs> I don't believe we have any more more flashcards. Those have been extinct for years. I suppose well, it'll still be on the internet, though. I, I suppose we're getting really weird now. <laughs> but hey, that's yeah. The other but thing. anyways, conspiracies always go. Well, I mean, okay, porn kind of goes along with this because the mother of harlots, right? The whore of Babylon. Who is the whore of Babylon? Miley Cyrus. 
probably. She's the whore <laughs> of the new Babylon, that's for sure. Um, no, don't oh, we? Oh, Separamus. Semiramis. But don't we have a statue that is often referred to oh. as the whore of Babylon here in America? Yeah, we do. And what statue would that be, Conrad? And uh, the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty. Isn't the... that a word we like to use a lot? Liberty. <laughs> but how many of us actually have liberty? And we sell our liberty for security these days, don't we? <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot of liberty, I suppose. You could say we uh, whore out our liberty. We certainly do. Um, yeah. And wouldn't it, isn't it interesting that this Revelation chapter says Babylon the Great, right? What's, mm-hmm. a, what's another nation that's constantly being put up there with the word great? Uh, great Britain? Well, besides Great Britain, I mean, America, uh, the great, great America, America the Great, right? It's been used before. I suppose. Um, what's a Donald Trump slogan? Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <a> build a wall. <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, other Ma- catchphrase? I think you had another famous pay- catchphrase. Yeah, what yeah, was it? Yeah. Um, Make America great again. No, 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 no. I got it. It was, uh, what's up, Doc? He does look like, he does have that face a lot when he talks. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe I'm thinking of a different different one with catchphrase. Oh, well. um, yeah, make America yeah, great make again. Yeah, make America great again. That, that one and build a wall and make Mexico pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think it's coming pretty close to coming true. Uh, there was another one that he uh, he's changed into uh, keep America great, but I don't think that one's ever going to get as much uh, wind as Yeah, the, uh, for his, uh, his... It just doesn't seem to work. Not nah. as much as... It's kind of like if... FDR was to say a uh, second New Deal. It just does, it's not as catchy as the first New Deal. It right? is, yeah, yeah. If you have to say the first New Deal, it's it just no. And would you be surprised, Connor, if I told you that there were actually porn stars who were supporting Donald Trump during his first election? Uh, no. And guess where they advertise their support meant on? Uh, Babylon.com? That's right, that- Pornhub.com. Uh, I said Babylon. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I was actually thinking that there'd be a, uh, a site with Babylon. Oh, well. There, there might be, but I have one, I have one more thing to further solidify uh, what I'm saying. So, <clears throat> Babylon and Hollywood. You probably, you, you probably wouldn't be too surprised if you heard that. No. Um, so the Oscars, interesting about this. So the Oscars is where people come to celebrate with like the best acting, the best act, the craft, the best directorial, whatever, right? Yeah. And it's all sham. It, it, yeah, it's all for show and glory, and but they have good films. <laughs> but they reward you with this little golden statue, right? Yeah, the ha- Os- Oscar. Have you ever thought about where that statue actually came from? Ah, uh, no, I haven't. The- I always thought it looked like the 2001 Space Odyssey robot. No, what's what's he no, in no, 2001? No, 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 not that one. The t- the uh, what was it? The day the Earth stood still robot. Oh yeah, Sorry. it does kind of look like that, but no, it's not. Gordy. Was it Gordy? Was that the name of the robot? Oh, I, um, I don't remember. I've only seen the Keanu Reeves remake, so um, but the uh, the statue's actually remodeled uh, from Babylonian god uh, Fat P T A H. I don't know how to pronounce that correctly. Oh, I uh, think P-T- it's uh, yeah, it's fat. Fat. Uh, P- yeah, just like the you know <clears throat> overweight fat. <laughs> Yeah, well, it that's what it's uh, modeled after, and uh, the actual the uh, the origins of the word Oscar is Scandinavian and Old English, meaning divine strength and divine spear. And divine, as we know, is meaning like God or godlike, right? Mm-hmm. Spear is obviously a weapon, and then kind of have to ask yourselves, um, what are these gods that they're talking about, and and why is it a weapon? What are they going to use it against? Well, throughout the Oscars, there have been several hosts, right? Like Jim Carrey, Brad Pitt, etc. I don't know. I never watched them. Well, they have actors who host the Oscars. And um, actually, during one Oscar, Jim Carrey actually said, Kneel before you God, before your God, you Babylonians. Like, he actually said that on live TV. Uh, the Oscars used to be held at a building called the Shrine, founded by William Fo- uh, Florence and Walter Fleming, who were two high-ranking Scottish Rite Freemasons. 
Hmm. Now, today the Oscars are being held at the Kodak Theater, where just outside the gates, or I'm sorry, just outside the building of the Kodak Theater, they have these gates where you enter, and and it's an exact replica of the gates of Eshtar, with the Babylonian kings and gods on the side, and along uh, with a plaque that says Babylonian Court. Very interesting. Indeed. So I hope that uh, you know. Yeah, we were we were joking around a little here and there because I, I we we like to add a little humor to our shows. We don't like to be completely serious all the time. But I don't yeah. think we could if we tried. Yeah, I don't think we could either. I can't keep a serious face for too long. Um, but if you don't believe me or us, if you don't believe us, you can do this research on your own. It's not that hard. Yeah, and we're not the only ones that's covered. This is actually fairly oh, fairly yeah. uh well-documented theory. And I I think that most people actually feel it because, you know, America used to be what most people would consider a a pure and holy country, right? But these days, most people would not consider it so. And they also will say that America is a not the – not a great country that it used to be. It's uh, oh, well, well, then just recently for like the first time that this um, that this record this graph came out. People now believe that uh, their kids will have will grow up in a less privileged country than the one that they were born into. So they believe the country is going in the wrong direction for like the first time ever. <laughs> first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but uh, anyway, it's it's kind of like this overall feeling that people have this growing sense that things are getting worse and worse, and that maybe, maybe we're being used and uh, lied to and falling for the wrong things, having poor and incorrect emphasis in life. <laughs> so, yep, yep. yep. Even if even if some of the things that we we're saying is wrong, still the underlying principle is correct that, yes, things are very corrupt. Right. <laughs> Although I do have to admit, I don't think anything I said was actually wrong. Yeah, I don't think so really either. <laughs> I mean, at least not about Hollywood or America being the new Babylon. Or, um, or even Catholic Babylon Church. itself or, or the papacy. So, yeah. Look, there's going to be a lot of people that don't agree, and there's going to be a lot of people that you tell, like, hey, I just heard this on this podcast, and they're going to look at you nuts. They're not going to believe you. I'm telling you. You have to do the research for yourself, and you have to show them that, too, if you want them to believe you. Because, I mean, if you didn't know any of this, Conrad, and I just told you like it was a matter of fact, of course you wouldn't Mm -hmm. believe me, would you? No, no. Uh, (laughs) In fact, it took me hearing this from, like, four or five sources before I started going, huh. Well, let me do my own little research. And then I read up on it. I'm like, wait, this is even weirder and more complex than I thought because there are actually – if you go into the origins of just about anything, that it seems as though you'll find that it either (laughs) – There's there's certain things that people can like nail it down to like certain things like, yeah, this is what it came from. That's good. But if you ever like wonder like, hey, what is this weird thing right here? Why do we have this one thing? It doesn't quite make all that much sense. Like the Statue of Liberty. What is it a statue of exactly? And you look into the origins. You go, wait, that's a Greek or a Roman god? And then you look into the origins of that god and you go, wait a minute. So like the more you look at things and you, you ask yourself questions that you don't even – think to ask like i never would have thought that the the statue of liberty was a greek goddess never because i just grew up around the statue of liberty and it's just never as a question in my mind it's just like something that's there and yeah it's a statue and it's there and why why would i ask any questions about it it never occurs to me but you ask questions like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, <laughs> and uh, and then you ask questions like red versus blue, meaning the political Democrat and Republican. Thing. I thought you were going all Matrix on me right now. Oh well, yeah, I could do that too. <laughs> why is it? Ex- why do we have this divided tribal mentality? And then you ask just these questions about basic, average things that we have taken for granted, and you go wait. If I look back on this and there's all these crazy things, you realize maybe they're not so crazy. And then you start wondering, wait, 
is the world crazy? And then you go, why am I even asking that question? That was a question that was a predetermined conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you could, uh, you can find uh, the origins just about anything nowadays. I mean, it's so easy to do. And, uh, you might not always like what you find. Yeah, most of the time you don't, or other times you read it and go, wait, it's straightforward and totally what you thought it was? Okay, that's actually quite nice, I suppose. Like, <laughs> um, Thanksgiving. I, I Is Thanksgiving straightforward, Conrad? Pretty much. <laughs> I mean... It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, we all know we sold the land from the Indians and then we celebrated, but... Yeah, it's it's still not all that different from what you thought it was in the first place. Oh, yeah, no, it, no. The pumpkin pie doesn't represent child sacrifice. It, it's it's just pumpkin pie. <laughs> not like Santa Claus. So. I wonder what the origins for April Fool's is. Ah, uh, I have a feeling it has to do with... Uh, Something like totally saying a, a morbid like, yeah, any crime on that day is perfectly fine. <laughs> Boom, April Fool's. <laughs> what? What? I just killed my neighbor. <laughs> well, you should have thought about that before you did it. Yeah, it's probably like the ancient, uh, what was that movie that came out a while ago? The the Purge or something like that where oh yeah yeah something anything's legal <laughs> for 24 hours or something like that. Yep, all crime and murder is legal for, uh, yeah, well, I think it's like... I didn't see it. Eight hours, ten hours or something? It happens overnight, and then it's done by the morning. Yeah, because it's a horror movie. Wouldn't be fun if it had day in it. Yeah, but there's like, what, seven movies in a TV show now about The Purge? Really? Yeah, it it blew up, dude. It got super popular. Yeah, okay, well, I guess that's what I get for not checking into horror movies. <laughs> I miss it when they blow up, and I miss it when they totally bomb. <clears throat> well, you know, everybody's missing the movies now, so... <laughs> you're you're just about caught up. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought about that since I never go to theaters. I guess nobody's watching movies in theaters. Yeah, they're still closed down. Hadn't thought about that till just now. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I guess that can... final thoughts on this? Final thoughts. Um, no, not really. I mean, we're we're all doomed, I think. (laughs) Seems to be the the overall message, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, I didn't even get into 666, did I? Oh. I did miss something. Okay, so we got 666 with a number, which is the first number of any barcode is 6, and the last number is 6, and the middle number is also 6. So, And then you have the, the, you have to have the, the mark of the beast on your hand in order to make transactions, and then you're going to put that into uh, chips, and then you're going to get injected with the chips, and they're going to do that through um, uh, the vaccines for the, the, the virus, and they're going to do that because I was checking out to see uh, how they insert uh, microchips into your skin. And it's subcutaneous shots. So, yeah. <laughs> Before you get any vaccines, make sure that you don't, you, you look in this little syringe and make sure there's not any um How are you, how are you going to see that? Well, well, it's a, it's a little cylinder case. It's the glass, the, the microchips uh, are about 11 millimeters long. So about a centimeter or about, about as long as your fingernail. And it's about around as, um, uh, I suppose a, piece a pencil lead so it's like a little centimeter of oh, pencil. So, so you would actually be able to see it yeah it's not invisible well i guess i'm okay the last shot i got i think i was in uh middle school maybe even before middle school yeah I, I generally don't get shots unless i'm going international well um i guess if you want to travel the world you're gonna have to get one right yeah but i, I it's this is not the time to be traveling anyway <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, when the country opens back up normally and travel resumes to uh, where, wherever you want to go. Well, what happens if they make a mandatory uh, vaccine for the uh, COVID thingy? I'm sure they will. I feel like they're going to anyway, <clears throat> but um, I'm not going to get one anyway, so I'm good. Yeah, I'm working on a way that you can like have like a, a little patch that goes over your arm that looks like skin. So when you get a shot, it's not a shot. You could just stuff your arm in your shirt and have a fake arm. They could just <laughs> stick, stick a needle in your fake arm. You have no pulse, sir. Uh, <laughs> it's just something that happens every now and then. Keep digging. Keep digging. You'll find it eventually. 
I'm not a vampire, I swear. <laughs> Vampires don't have pulses. <laughs> For those who don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Neither do zombies. I'm pretty sure zombies don't have heartbeat. I, I, have to I, I actually think zombies do have them. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Well, um, I'm sure Google knows. Yeah, but what does um, Google actually know? Apparently doesn't know. Uh, it says <laughs> that zombies have feelings. They, they're happier when they're more terrified, apparently. Um, they do not need oxygen. No. Uh, okay, no, it does need oxygen. Okay, so yeah. But it doesn't say anything about... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Reddit knows for sure. Um, oh, come on. Reddit? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the online equivalent of Babylon. Okay, so no. I don't think they have a, I don't think they have a heartbeat. Which is why they're decaying. That's what Reddit says anyway. Reddit <laughs> says heartbeat no for zombies. Well, if Reddit says it, I guess it might be true. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's about that's about as close as you can get with the. Uh, I wonder if if Abraham Lincoln has anything on that. What does Abraham Lincoln say about zombies? Does Does Abraham Lincoln say that zombies have a heartbeat? I don't see. That was a really cool movie though. Well, while you're looking that up, I'm going to close the podcast. <laughs> Um, thank you for listening to Bizarre Conspiracies. If you want to follow us on any social media, just search for Bizarre Conspiracies. If you want to email me or Conrad, you can do so at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. Um, do you have any final thoughts on today's topic? Uh, mm, no, I guess not. But, um, Abraham Lincoln's last words were, what will... <laughs> I, I don't think they would care. Well, yeah. anyways. Apparently, Abraham Lincoln didn't have anything to say about the heartbeat of zombies. Well, and that's uh, all I have for this podcast. Thank you for listening. Catch you next time.